0: Hey Dad, you are listening to Abba Father Podcast, where we discuss how the Bible and theology informs and equips us as parents. We believe the more we learn about our Heavenly Father and apply his teachings, the better it makes us as dads. We have another episode of our Bad Dad series today. In this series, we look at our shortcomings as dads and we look to our Heavenly Father for guidance. This one is about
1: wait for it. Impatience. I'm Matt. I'm Brando. And I'm Cameron. With allergies. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time you said that intro, Matt. I was growing impatient. <laughs> so, Brando, you got a story for yeah, us?
2: Yeah, so my story, um, thinking about impatience. Um, so this is a story more about my impatience and less about my children's impatience. But uh, we have a child. I will not name names so as to not shame them. But I call them my little space cadet because this child uh, seems to go into outer space in their head whenever being asked to do tasks of any sort.
0: Hmm. <laughs> it's
2: my oldest. It's yep. Asher. So anyways, he, uh, I'll ask him, hey, Asher, can you go uh, put shoes on, please? Or actually, the the number one time that it happens, it happened tonight. It happens every night. Asher, go get your PJs on, buddy, and you're ready for bed. I tell him to do that. I tell Ella and Gideon to do that. And Ella goes, and she has her PJs on in maybe two minutes. I walk back there. I get Gideon ready for bed. I get my brush, te- my teeth brushed. I put my PJs on. I walk into his room, and he's just standing there. Staring at the wall <laughs> with all of his daytime clothes on, have d- having done nothing. I'll tell him again, "Hey man, get your PJs on," and he will just he'll be okay. I'll do it, and uh and then the next thing I know, I, twenty minutes later, I go back in his room. He's standing there with a shirt off, staring at a wall, and uh, I find myself. <laughs> so many times just looking at him and going where do you go man let's just get it done let's just put 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 your pjs on i've gotten everybody else ready and i get so impatient with him and um and i feel like i, I wait and i wait and i wait and i'm just getting and he's just not moving and he's not doing anything and um and then oddly enough you know sometimes um we will be getting ready to say uh, our our tradition on Wednesday night. We have prayer group at church. So we'll go to prayer group and we come home. We get a pizza and we watch uh, Studio C. Um, and that's our thing. And he gets super impatient waiting for me to give him a slice of pizza and turn on the show. And uh, And sometimes I just look at him and I go, you have no place to get impatient right now. I have taken two minutes to do this and I watch you take 45 minutes to put on your PJs every night. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's the story. Like
0: <laughs> that's a recurring story every day.
2: <laughs> it, it happens every single night where I am fighting with my son. Just like, just Clenching my teeth and this, would you just get your PJs on? It takes you so long and I don't know why. And uh,
0: I'm very impatient with him in that area. I've uh, been there, done that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, all you got to do is just change names. And I think you're explaining <laughs> the daily struggle. <laughs> the- well,
2: see, the, maybe maybe part of the problem is Ella is like, I tell her, go get your PJs on. Yes, sir. A minute later, she's changed and she's ready. And I'm like, all right, good job. And it's like, so there's such a stark contrast there. How do you get one of those, man? How do you get uh, one of those? I don't know. She's a ple- she's a people pleaser when it comes to doing what daddy wants her to do. So,
0: so we got a problem. Are we being bad by yeah. being impatient?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not helping my children for me to be so impatient with my little space
0: cadet. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess we need some help.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: I think we just need to fix our kids so that they listen to us immediately and do everything we say well hey though well, that that leads us to talking
0: about what is this impatience thing because I think we you know we, we I think we use the word impatience a lot and we know that patience itself is a fruit of the spirit but impatience itself so what what do you what do you think that is is it just I don't know what is it <laughs> Waiting? Is it waiting? Is that is that what impatience is? Is just not wanting to wait?
2: I mean, that's part of it. In, in my mind, when I think impatience, I think, yeah, uh, not wanting to wait. Uh, I think of losing a lack of grace for those who are taking my time um, and and eating up my time in a way that I don't want them to.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about it earlier and um God being infinite and omnipotent time and resources are uh, are are meaningless to him. He has all he has all of the time and all of the resources. So he's not concerned with efficiency. But I feel like as as created beings as creatures that inhabit a um a world of limited resources and limited time on our, in our kind of earthly bodies. We are constantly thinking of efficiency. Like, what can I do with my limited time and limited resources to accomplish my will? God says, I'm going to accomplish my will. Okay. Time resources. Sorry. That's a creature thing, <laughs> not a creator thing. But I think that's, that's one of the things that impatience is when we think that one of those the it's not the resources but now it's the time is being consumed and i only have a limited amount to get my will accomplished and so if you interrupt that time you you impose your your will into it now i'm now i'm i'm you've you've made my time go away
1: for me i see impatience popping up as i reflect back on moments of impatience and it's like what did I just miss because I was just wanting something to go faster or go quicker. And like when Brando was talking about his son just kind of spacing out, like I don't enjoy when my son does that same stuff. So maybe I need to approach it, not not um, not to take my words. I don't want him to take my words lightly or not take me seriously, but at the same time, like, don't just rush everything along, thinking every moment that I'm not being listened to is m- malicious rebellion against me and just wanting to ruin my day, but instead it's just my little kid being a little kid and what a healthy dose of patience would do for me in those moments.
2: Yeah, there's definitely some wisdom in that. Um there is definitely a difference between uh, defiance and
0: childish irresponsibility. Or them just not seeing the same timeline as we do. True. Like, we, we see I have five minutes to get to work as urgency. They say, five minutes, that's enough for me to go and play with a Barbie. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because five minutes is just a thing that adults say all the time. Right. <laughs> They're like, you, I don't know what five minutes is, but that sounds like time that I have to go play games. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. And pretty much every morning I hear that, yeah. So, what about the good book, Matt? Brando? Yeah. What does the Bible have to say about impatience and patience? Well, if we're thinking
2: about what the Bible has to say about... um. This impatience as a lack of grace um, for those taking your time or not wanting to wait for others. Um, Ecclesiastes 7, 8, 9, um, I was really struck by it. It says, better is the end of a thing than its beginning, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. But be quick in your spirit to be. uh, Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of fools. And I thought that scripture was really um, an interesting thing. It says, "The patience in spirit is better than the proud in spirit," contrasting patience with pride. You know, I think there's a lot to that. Honestly, when I think about my impatience with my kids, it's like so many times my impatience is because I feel like I am being burdened, and that I have better things to do, um, and I it's a pride of thinking I my time is more important than for you to just waste it doing whatever it is you're doing um and that's a pretty um it's a pretty important uh insight for us to grab is like man is this just a pride like i think my um getting to do this this thing whatever it is getting on time is so much more important than anyone else's thoughts or, or attitudes or whatever they've got going on um And then Ephesians 4, verse 2 says, always be humble and gentle. Again, humble, kind of this opposite of pride and proud, humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Um, I intentionally put in in our notes here the the New Living Translation because I really love the way it's translated there. Be humble and gentle being patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Um, And again, I think it ties humility with patience. So this thought of being patient because we don't think too highly of ourselves, being humble, being gentle. um, And then one last scripture I had about um, this idea of patience is Proverbs fifteen eighteen is a hot tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. Again, it's just this idea of being hot tempered, um, being quick to get upset about something, but then, uh, and how that creates conflict, makes conflict worse. But then, the one who's patient makes uh it calms the conflict calms the quarrel so god's word has a lot of wisdom about dealing with this aspect of impatience of of uh being prideful and being uh upset about people and how they're taking advantage of your time quote unquote or or whatever that may be
0: you know i i know these are a lot about like our, you know, Christian living and kind of how we should, how we should emulate our lives. um, And it makes it, it, it I think that's formed off of God's character. It, 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 you know, it's, it's a reflection of his character because in second Peter two, it says, do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved. That with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. That makes me think of Ephesians 4. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Mm -hmm. If we love each other, we are patient towards each other. Just as God is patient towards us, He's fulfilling His promises. We might see it as slow, but He's being patient because He doesn't wish any of us to perish, but for us to repent. And so He's giving us that allowance. And I, I think there's there's that crossover there of with our patience in that allowance for others' faults because of our love, not being quick in our spirit to become angry. i got to say, thank God for Him being patient towards us. Amen to that. That is such, we have such a risk, <laughs> I think, of God losing His patience with us and for, for all the right reasons, um, but He has a promise that He's made and that He's going to keep. And He does not want any of us to perish but wants us to repent. And it makes me think of of our our response towards Him is not only being patient towards others, um, but being patient towards God because he has given us promises. And sometimes we want to, um, we want things to be at our speed and a lot of us want things fast. You know, we want our kids to get ready when we want them to, and probably, and if they were faster, we would praise them for it. We want God to, you know, give us all of his promises tomorrow and us to be just happy and joyful and life to be perfect. But he knows in his what we would count as slowness of him, not you know doing something in our timeline, what we as Paul says, what we would count as slowness, we actually we see that as um, as allowance for us to come into repentance, and so it makes um, it, it leads me to Psalm one thirty where David says, "I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and I and in His word I hope." My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning more than the watchman for the morning I love that repeat there it's that emphasizing of just how much he is waiting O oh, Israel hope in the Lord for with the Lord there is steadfast love and with him there is plentiful redemption and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities and so David in his waiting is recalling God's promises so that he can build up that faith and that belief in his promises so that that patience can come, so that he battles the impatience with deeper-rooted belief by recalling God's promises and then um, knowing that he will fulfill them and having faith in that fulfillment.
2: Yeah, amen to that. Am I the only one, by the way, that uh, thinks of the Jeremy Camp song when I hear that psalm? I wait for the Lord, my soul waits.
0: It's a good song, I'm just. Yep, yeah, uh, you're oh, so low on that one for me. <laughs> that that leads us to the next question is impatience an expression of our lack of faith and belief so this would be the impatience not just towards god but our impatience with our kids is that a lack of belief in god and his promises
1: i think so i think if patience is a fruit of the spirit then, when we recognize a lack of that patience, we realize that um, we're missing something that should be there as spirit-filled people. And also, when we think of scripturally the idea of patience, we know that patience also flows out of love for one another, and that's also kind of been brought up in these passages already. But First Corinthians thirteen four tells us that love, a quality of love, is is patient and so if we really love our children we'll strive to be patient with them if we really love our spouses we'll strive to be patient with them and kindness is mentioned right there in that passage with patience and as you guys are talking about all these scriptures about patience it just makes me realize how much more that patience and impatience are active, very active verbs, very active things. That they're not just, they're not just um, the status of our heart or our, or our soul or even our mind. But that, especially when you compare it to things like arrogance or pride, and then humility, like patience and impatience, they're they quite they take quite an active role in our lives. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah.
0: So real quick, let me let's connect the dots a little bit patience is 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 faith it is a fruit of the spirit god is patient towards us it is a demonstration of his love it is revealed to us in his word as a expression of love brando's story do we wait for the space cadet to put on his pj's <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's really the, that's the dad question now, you know, is it, if, if patience is an expression of love and we're hoping that maybe the kids will come to repentance or we're going to be slow to anger, we are trusting in trusting that, you know, the right thing will come to pass at some certain point. That God is doing some work in our life because of this delay that's happening <laughs> that our kids are doing.
1: Oh. How long do we wait? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think patience has with it the idea of waiting, right? You wait patiently, but um, to have to have spirit infused patience in our lives, it has in the same hand the humility and gentleness. So. Part of humility isn't just waiting around for our our children to maybe be more obedient or to seek after the Lord more, but patience also has that active role of gentleness and humility and love and kindness. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's more than just waiting for God to do something or for our children to grow. It's walking with them uh, with all of these other things that surround patience, yeah, yeah, because God doesn't take an inactive
0: role in His His waiting for us. If he's if as in as it says in Second Peter, if his his what his perceived slowness quote that we would call slowness is him giving us an allowance of time to not let us perish, but come to repentance all that time in between he's still doing work he is he is he's working in our lives he's working through people in our lives he's maybe changing circumstances in ways that make us have trials or suffering or uh periods of you know pain or discomfort to teach us who he is what his promises are allowing us to repent and have a deeper faith with him so when with our kids it's not because you're i think you're totally right it's not just waiting because brando could be like okay asher now i'm waiting (laughs) yeah just stand there you know waiting for you to you you just take as long as you need and I'm just going to watch you put your PJs on, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. almost, almost like a shameful stare, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. waiting now.
2: i sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, yeah, you guys are onto something thinking about, yeah, how could I go in there and maybe help him focus, you know, so I think for him, that is one of the things is he just has a hard time focusing and, and keeping on task. And if I can gently help him with that and, and do it in a way that's humble and that's loving and kind, that's going to speak far more to him than if I'm just the mean, growly dad who's just like, would you just get your peaches on? Just darn it. Um, But if I'm in there saying, hey, man, like I just go in and say, hey, all right, let's let's stay focused. Let's get let's get those PJs on, bro. And um, that's going to be far more helpful in every way in the long run and in the short term than to just be super impatient and uh, demanding of him.
0: So let's play this out just a, just a tad. In the let's say it's an er, a morning and you got to get to work and it's you know maybe work starts at eight a.m. You try to got to drop your kid off at the daycare at seven fifty, and it's five minutes away from your house and it's seven forty five. And they're taking their. This seems awfully. Specific. <laughs> taking their sweet time. <laughs> well, I know I'm speaking to a lot of dads out there that are running into this. So this is the this is the paradigm shift. The world expects us to be on uh, to work on time. But what if we were late to work, and the reason why is because we allowed our kids to. Uh, we were patient for our kids to come into repentance and and we led them and it made him maybe um, they were a couple minutes late but we weren't we didn't shame them we didn't guilt trip them Um, we were patient with them we were kind and gentle but it delayed our set standards and um, it made us made us feel insecure about our timeliness or our punctuality would that be such a bad thing
1: If it happens every day, it probably would be bad.
2: (laughs) That's a powerful thought, Matt. Like, for real. Um, Are we going to live our lives, like, dependent and enslaved to the standards of of other people? Or are we going to try and live a life that is centered on the Lord and his kindness towards our children and towards the people in our lives? Like, man, what a... What a novel thought.
0: Uh, Yeah, because what if if you follow through? So, Cameron, you just said, well, not if it happened all the time. Well, what if it did? What if the Lord is patient with us for, you know, okay, Joseph, he was patient for 20-plus years in slavery, captivity, and false accusations before God's promises came through. And, you know, it, it, the, the situation and scenery changed and Job's situation required a lot of patience as well. Those, those are long periods of deep suffering and pain requiring a, a load of patience that I think is, is on a grand scale compared to kids getting ready for the day. But so what if you walked into your workplace seven days in a row, and we're late, and you got fired because of it. I don't know. Is this is it too radical to say, if that person does not understand that you're centering your life around godly values, and that happened to make you be more patient with your kids than be mean to them, is, is that the right place to work? Dude, you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> and dads out there that are employers, think about that for... Employees that are coming into work before you criticize them, ask them what's going on in their life. Hey, can
2: I just make a a comment here um, that may be relevant uh, in ways that I don't really fully understand, but is this a fairly uniquely uh, Western American issue? Like at least from what I've heard, and seen in in films, it seems like uh, a lot of European uh, concepts of of time and punctuality. There's not nearly the emphasis on being super on time, and you know, there's a lot of patience practiced. Um, I, I've talked with some some missionaries in Italy, where it's like, well, they're gonna have a a, a Bible study at six you know somebody might show up at 5:45 somebody might show up at 7 uh it's just kind of you just show up whenever you get there and uh it's kind of around that time um is this sort of something we've imposed upon ourselves here in this culture that maybe it's not so healthy
0: it might be yeah it's a good thing to consider Whenever we're thinking about, because I think we should always, and it, this this centers around a lot of the bad dad things we've been talking about. We 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 need to always daily be putting on the perspective of of our of, of our eternal Father, eternity, omnipotence, like that eternal kingdom. Having that kingdom mindset mm-hmm. allows us to re- you know release a lot of those burdens that society puts on us. And then we we can still operate within it. We need to. We need to be in the world to share the light and salt of of Christ and the gospel, um, within it to bring more to Him. But we know we we're not burdened by that. We share the yoke of Christ, which is light. It's that he that allows us to take those culture burdens off of our shoulder and just see. We can look at it from a a eternal perspective and say, yeah, this is maybe just a Western culture, um, you know, 21st, 20th century thing, industrialized America problem, but I'm a part of it. And so how do I operate within it and st- still share the light and, and, and salt um, within my workplace, within my family um, while being, while still attempting to be punctual, you know, and, and following some of the cultural norms,
1: Um, but not allowing it to rule your life. Yeah, I mean, you've made a commitment to your employer and that commitment means something. So perhaps what we do is when we join that employer and we join that company and we set out to do that work for the kingdom, wherever it might be, we just make clear that we do belong to God's kingdom and chief. The chief role for us as husband and father, uh, if we're husbands and dads, and that if we ever had to choose, if it came to that, we would always choose our family. And so not at all in a competitive way, but just in a um, healthy way of laying out that boundary for our employer. I think that's great. Yeah, dads. That'll turn the table
0: on your next interview. When they say, do you, "Do you have any questions for us?" Say, "I am a kingdom person, and if things come up that are about my family, um, they're gonna take they're gonna take uh, importance over work." Are you okay with that? <laughs> and if they say yes, then you say, "Awesome." <laughs> if they say no, you say, "See you later." So, are we suggesting
2: to our audience to not worry about being late? to work every day if it means being kind to their
0: kids? I think communication is really important if we're going to take <laughs> the story to its breaking point. Yes, <laughs> yes, Yeah, I don't think that there's any maxim, you know, uh, hard lines here. But I do yeah. think that what is, what is necessary here is the perspective of is our impatience related to our disbelief are discontent with the way that our lives are, the reality of the world that we're living in. And if we can recognize that within our culture, punctuality is important, um, so is honesty and communication with that employer and following through on commitments that we've we've made, because that's part of being kingdom people and being, you know, being people of our word and being honest and being people of character. So, there's not a there's not a hard line here. I'm not saying be late because your kids don't, you know, get ready in the morning.
1: You yeah, because as you a… Get those kids in line. <laughs> as someone who supervises college students and high school students every summer, I'd say, kid, wake up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Let's go. Come on now. Wake up yeah. earlier. Don't give me that excuse. None of them have kids, but you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think the for me the bottom line after reviewing the scripture and just really wrestling with this topic in my head God is patient towards us his posture as it says in second peter is regarded as slow the reason why it's regarded as slow is because he's allowing opportunity for repentance and if we can in some way also allow repentance And be regarded as slow, maybe what the world would see as slow, for our children. It gives them allowance to change, to repent and to grow in a way that is different than if they were guilted or shamed or felt rushed into doing this thing that we're wanting them to do, because that's our construct of how life is supposed to operate, but we we need to reorient ourselves we need more slowness and and patience and waiting not only in our parenting but i think also in our lives um, we need an allowance for our children to be repentant we need to check our own expectations on how our children should behave how they should progress or how they should just get ready for the day or get ready for their nighttime pajamas All right, we're going to move on to Can't Let It Go, the section where we talk about things that are not necessarily related to the topic at hand, but things that are on our brains that we can't let go. On my mind has been just this idea of if you are a business owner or work within a business and have influence and leadership, running a business like it exists in the kingdom of God and Jesus is king. What does that look like? How does that impact business principles, customer service, hiring? This thought has been going through my brain recently as I've been thinking about my own business with the coffee shop of just how do we address our business practice as kingdom people? And it's going to look really weird and it's probably not going to make us a lot of money, (laughs) but is that really the goal? It's it's not for kingdom businesses. You know, you don't hire employees to fill seats. You hire people to disciple them. To send them out and do greater things than you could ever do yourself. You equip them and prepare them to do miracles. And that's not just, you know, training, but pouring into them mentally and spiritually. And, you know, if, if you make... Make a lot of money, being good steward of it, not being selfish and and, ge- and using it for gain, but using it in a way to promote and expand his kingdom. And I think step one is if you have profits, you know, using that to fund things like nonprofits and churches that are doing good work. But I think that misses the opportunity for the business itself to do that good work. It's, it, you know, God's kingdom and His work is not limited to the churches, and our own businesses can be a part of that kingdom and use our, use our profits and use our people to promote and expand it. And there's some weird things that come out of that, and you run business a little bit differently, but when you start changing that perspective to thinking, if I ran this business like Jesus is king, what would I do differently? And then the, the second question is, why am I not running my business like Jesus is king? Because he is. And then, you know, what do you need to change out of that? And it's a growth. I don't think it, it happens overnight, but it's definitely been a growth for, for our little
1: coffee shop.
2: What you got, Cam Chops?
1: Well, uh, for me, um, you know, about five years ago, Jordan Peterson just took the world by storm. Mostly, mostly middle-aged guys, mostly conservative, um, but yeah, I mean, everybody probably listening to this knows who he is and um, might have really listened to him and watched quite a bit of him. Uh, I watched a lot of his lectures and, and checked out a lot of his stuff on YouTube. I haven't read a book of his, but um, last week I had some good brothers in the faith send me a podcast episode between Jordan Peterson and Jonathan Pajot, and they said, man, just listen to this. Jonathan Pajot is not Protestant, but he's um, a believer in the Eastern Orthodox tradition of Christianity, so it was interesting to hear him talk to Jordan Peterson about faith and about um, consciousness and the inevitability of religion. And just hearing John Jordan Peterson, who's not at this point a professing born-again believer, uh talk about scripture and talk about that he believes Jesus and he and in some ways he even says that he believes Jesus is the Christ. It's just this remarkable conversation, but he you could just he begins to tear up and cry and It's just remarkable the way he talked about how terrifying the idea is that it could actually be a true story because of what it means for people. And his disbelief of, I just can't believe people actually believe that the creator of the universe became a man and took on the sin. I mean, just the gospel. And... um, so I realize that Jordan Peterson is a man created in God's image, and yes, he's a celebrity figure, so people like to talk about him. And I'm not trying to fantasize too much over the, just this one man when we we pray as uh, God would save all people. But again, you know, he's kind of in the in the um, limelight, so you kind of hear about him and and so just this last week I'm seeing more and more Christians talking about this conversation that he had with Jonathan Pajot and I just recommend listening to it because uh, I obviously don't agree with Jonathan Pajot on everything there on the expressions of our faith and what that looks like but um, just to hear Jordan Peterson talk through um, his understanding of Christ and then what it would mean for him to fully accept—it's like he knows, and it just overwhelms his soul. And uh, for me, it it kind of cut cut me because I realized, do I understand what I believe? And obviously, because he doesn't have it appears he doesn't have saving faith yet. He doesn't quite under uh, you know understand and believe what I believe, but. Do I respond um, with that kind of gravity at my own belief of Christ and um, what better time to think through these ideas and to hear people talk about these ideas than as we approach uh, Resurrection Sunday here in just a few weeks? Wow. i
2: have to check that out. That's powerful. You guys make my... Can't let it go look like a just a bag of used, disposable beans.
1: <laughs> Is that what you can't let go of? <laughs> I can't let go of my bean bag. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, if it, the first person to send us an email, knowing where that reference comes from, gets
0: uh, a free T-shirt of some sort. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll pull a shirt out of my, my dresser and send it to him. <laughs> But my, <laughs> my can't let it go is uh man I have uh
2: I have picked up uh weight training once again in my life and uh I am just I'm becoming a little obsessed with it like I can't let it go it's uh I have paired this really great pairing of i won't listen to my favorite music unless i'm training and so like the endorphins get going and like i just love going in my basement and lifting weights and it's really i think about it when on my rest days and i just want to do it all the time it's it's pretty cool so
0: brando you've discovered the exercise hack It is a hack, for sure. It is. All you dads out there with dad bods, if you want to do something cardio or weightlifting, (laughs) if you can muster up the discipline to withhold something you really enjoy, like music or a TV show, and only do it when you do those things, it's it's quite successful. I don't watch uh, shows or movies that I want to watch unless I'm doing cardio.
2: And that's my I don't listen to heavy metal unless I am lifting heavy things and I love doing it now so but like I said that my can't let it go sounds really lame now compared to you guys and your super spiritual ones so <laughs> but you know
0: hey your body is a temple brother I'm building the spirit Cameron's building the the mental the faculties and Brando you're building the body we got all we got the whole holistic let's go lord, man Covered that's weird oh it? yeah yep
1: Cause I wait for the lord my soul
0: All right, guys, thank you once again for listening to Abba Father. If you were encouraged by the podcast, please share it with your other friends, with other dads. And if you get a chance to review it, that we would love that so more can see it when they're searching for God-honoring parenting podcasts. And if you want to send us a note about the podcast... If you have topics that are on your mind, you just want to say hello, you can send an email to Abba abbafatherpod, that's A-B-B-A-F-A-T-H-E-R-P-O-D, at outlook.com. We hope to hear from you. And bonus, why don't you record an audio clip instead of just sending text, and we might feature it in the show. And remember, dads, Romans 8, 15, you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you receive a spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba Father.
1: See you in the end.
0: I will bread alone,
2: but by every word of God. I will not live on bread alone, but by every